0: Seems golden bleak, and you just can't take it any more. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shine through the door. It's the hopeless show. With Eren and Row, hit Woe. It's the hopeless show. With Eren and Row, hit Woe.
1: And welcome. Ladies and germs, to episode <laughs> 97 of The Hopeless Show. I am Rohit Bhawani. And across the screen from me is the big guy, Aaron Wolf, the mastermind behind not only this show, but other programs you may have seen, like 60 Minutes and <laughs> Guns of Navarone. And <laughs> I love Lucy. I love Lucy, and Milf Island.
0: Well, you know, when I created Milf Island, like that was the one I didn't, I didn't know it would be the the success and just take off as a national and cultural phenomenon that it was. But to milfs everywhere, uh, yeah, you're welcome as always.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can you can visit his island.
0: <laughs> his island. <laughs> uh, we will be getting to a island topic later in this show too. But the theme, the the theme is. It's a drag. So everything will, will uh, connect to something being about it being a drag. What that is is anyone's guess, but, but uh, you have to, you have to listen to the whole show this where We're going with this. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. And generally, you know, when people are saying, you know, like what a drag oftentimes you're kind of <laughs> generally referring to Aaron's and my persona, um and our personalities and just what we stand for but in this episode you know in this show overall we take things a little bit wider and today you know we're going to start off talking a lot of things we're going to be talking kind of a drag kind of a drag (laughs) yeah but we're going to
0: bring hope this is the hopeless show so we're going to bring you hope and i I think so what what's been going on with in the little break we've had here row what have uh, you been up to
1: um, I would say I have been very, very, very busy uh, working. I was just telling Aaron how excited I am for my new computer to arrive next week um, because I can finally have Photoshop and Premiere open at the same time without me having to shut down my computer, um, and so that's very, very exciting, and... Other than that, yeah. um, I know we're going to talk about football and sports a little bit later, uh, but there's nothing but pure depression over there. But then there's
0: something going on. I just see a topic here. I don't know what you're going at.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Enough about me, Aaron. Uh, Should I I just jump right into what I think? Well, no, no.
0: I mean, to put it in perspective, Rohit not having the new computer but now getting the new computer is probably everyone's biggest problem (laughs) right now. <laughs> yeah. But I know But uh it's, but I know you have a second
1: 2023.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I know you have a secondary uh thing that went on that you have here. So let's let's talk about that. Obviously not as important.
1: Yeah, and I mean and before we get that, I mean, Aaron, how are you doing? I mean, cuz it's kind
0: of a big one, you know, before we're about to get to. How's life? Uh life is uh is you know, I, I like 2023 so far. It's not um look. Things could be better, but they're pretty good and so i'm I'm enjoying twenty twenty three uh, I've got a lot of different stuff going on. i'm I get, as I said last episode, I'm very excited about this foundation work that I'm kind of doing on the side with I am able. Uh, so I just like the I don't know. I feel this year is about making a difference. Yeah. This year is about for everyone, making a difference, being uh, very, very grateful that we are out of this pandemic thing and really having a year where we can just try to flourish and and also remember all of the things that we struggled with in different ways throughout um, the last two, three years by not having these basic amenities of life that we're so used to. So I I just, I'm very grateful that we, we have all that, not to get cheesy or preachy. I I I do feel that.
1: And I always give Aaron shit for like volunteering and helping people and like starting foundations that will then help advance and, create just sort of parity between people um, because hmm. that's just a lot of effort but I do want to shout out just how much I am able has sort of started to take off I see all the followers spiking now you know so good for you man and good for everybody else and it's good it's good that there's people like you in the world that like to do things for other people um, I'm not <laughs> one of those <laughs>
0: so. yes you are yes you are. You Generally, just, do,
1: just my friends or people. You just I know. do
0: it under your surname, Mother Teresa. Yeah, exactly.
1: Call me Big Mama T. Um, Mama T. So, what's going yeah, on? What is this? Uh, thing? So, what's going on? Okay, so, you know, for new listeners out there, because we are getting lots of new listeners each week, we have a segment called News from the Bomb Shelter. And this was kind of used to be news from the quarantine, just kind of a colloquial take on like what's happening in the world, you know? Um, and since we've moved out of the COVID quarantine, um, we're kind of in this sort of perennial, sort of maybe new Cold War. However, just a few days ago, um, one of Vladimir Putin's this is this is uplifting in a way, but not really. Um, one of Vladimir Putin's um, it's kind of a drag advisors. Yeah, it is kind of a drag actually. Um, he one of his biggest allies, Dmitry Medvedev, uh, has said that if Russia is defeated on the battlefield in Ukraine, they will likely you know they're threatening to pull the nuclear trigger. They will say, "Hey, listen. If we lose in Ukraine, we're sending off nukes, and it's coming to America." Um, and then Putin doubled down on this. Um, so at this point, they're literally to ach- you know, at, at, they're reacting to what happened at Davos, the Davos Worm, where um, you know to achieve peace, Russia must lose. Russia was like, "Oh, really? If we lose, you're all losing." Um, so that's that's a drag.
0: It's a drag, but you know, I give them credit because it's you know the whole phrase we're all in this together i know you loved it during COVID. well this is really making it so we are all in this together Uh if if ukraine if ukraine wins we're all dead (laughs) (laughs) so talk about being like in this together so here's my hope or recommendation from this this isn't even our first topic this is just
1: yeah it's this just the is first just drag, drag yeah. is
0: uh my recommendation is somebody out there <laughs> kill these guys <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like go kill like now russia you see that you're all gonna die if you lose anyway right and you're the ones closest to it so pull a little inside inside uh what are they called you know inside man be an inside man and um and kill this Kill the guy who sounds like taken force villain and putin yeah. Like, just let's get rid of them. So that's my hope. Someone do the work that we can't do because we're not in the uh, Kremlin. And, uh, and now let's move on to topic one, which is a drag. Like
1: yeah. Yeah. So we figured to start at light, you know, uh, go from uh, potential nuclear holocaust um, to uh, I think this is this was an interesting statistic. Aaron, if you were to guess how many arrests, speaking of Russia, were made by the Russian state for social media posts last year, 2022. How many would you guess?
0: 420.
1: Wait, did you watch the video? No, no. It's like 440. Um, Really? Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Wow. I feel, oh man. Wow. I feel smart. (laughs) You are smart, but Jesus. Okay. Now, Aaron in England, Um, I want you to to guess how many arrests have been made for social media posts last year in England.
0: 69.
1: 3,300. Whoa. Whoa.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. And Russia has a lot more people.
1: Yeah. And we can't fully trust Russia. Yeah. But do we know
0: that that's true? Oh, it,
1: it's literally a statistic. It is a statistic that over 3,300 people were arrested for social media posts.
0: No, in England, I agree. they have to be truthful, but Russia doesn't.
1: No, Russia doesn't. But I think when you just put the comparison, even 400, you think that's way too many people to be arrested for a social media post. Now, it's crazy that one of our biggest allies, and you know, we often set the example for each other, it is horrifying and frightening that you could go to prison for something that you post on Facebook because it's offensive. Um or Now, it's...
0: are do they can, can I just ask are, what are these for? Cuz there's things where where you are threatening to, you know, kill people or like, you know, bomb a building or whatever. And those yeah, like you got th- those people then should be invest, you know, raided. You, that's the one of those flags that the FBI does and stuff, and I think those people probably should get some help. But um yeah what are they for because to me it's like you know just saying arrested but if we know what they're for it could help a little bit understand this
1: so over this a a big chunk of those uh according to some of the reports um just even from the township of essex their local police department Mm -hmm. they had reported over 160 arrests for malicious communications and those are communications where they could be offending to certain groups of people, so it's just offensive. If people are take offense to a post, you can be arrested for it, um, hmm. if it seem as insensitive. Um, so the there's obviously posts of, of threatening violence, Hundred that's absolutely part of that, and I don't think we can deny that. But the fact is, you can be arrested, and people are getting arrested, if their posts are offensive to certain groups, certain people.
0: I have hope, um, I have hope. What do I you re- got? I've got hope. So what they need to do, I believe, the uh, Essex Police Department, et cetera, is they need to start spreading the word about the hopeless show, our show. <laughs> because if they spread the word on our show, it could lead to, because we've said many cancelable things on this show, we've uh, pushed the limit, we've pushed the line, we've said things that we, I think, even regret sometimes after we say them. And I would love to be arrested for a post I made. I think it would drive our rate. Our, we'd get so many more subscribers. So well, I just hope that this transfers over to them listening oof. to our show. Well, and I, I'd be happily, I'd use, I would love, by anyone who's listening, please listen back on our shows. If there's something that's arrestable, please do it. Let us know in advance so we can promote the hell out of our arrest and film it.
1: That is the most anxiety-inducing statement you've ever made. Um, I volunteer you as tribute, not me. I mean, last year in August, uh, a guy named Darren Brady, he was a 51-year-old war veteran, he was hauled out of his house in handcuffs for reposting a meme made by someone else. And it was not a cool meme. This is an asshole thing to post. But it was a swastika made
0: out of pride flags. And ooh, that sucks. Yeah, because
1: <laughs> I guess he's just like anti-LGBT, and, but
0: and he, you, It's like so. If you're a Jewish and gay, you're like the, you're his yeah. least favorite.
1: Yeah, but he didn't even make the image. He just reshared it, and because some people said he was arrested for causing anxiety, and that was the charges. Anxiety. Yeah, I that, again
0: again I'm not, I I will not make a post like that because I love the LGBT community and I am yes, Jewish. We, so yes. I can't. I mean, making that would be. A double problem. But, again, I'm just saying to Essex Police, please listen back on the show. I am obviously taking the fall for the two of us, so I will be the one getting arrested, and I, I would love to make this a thing. So yeah. come arrest me. It'll drive our listenership uh, up. We'll get, more, we'll get more attention. Free... Pu- what do they say? Bad publicity is still publicity, right? No. Good publicity <laughs> is bad. I don't know. Whatever the phrase is. So I feel... <laughs> I feel
1: hope (laughs) that is absolutely terrifying. And yes, I feel no hope from that. But, uh, if you do get arrested for it, uh, and it drives the ratings of the show, then yes, I guess it works. Okay, fine. And imagine
0: like the first episode I'm doing it from jail, like on my one call. Oh yeah. That'd be sick. Um. Yeah, oh god, this is scary.
1: But anyway, yeah, so that that's the hopelessness I feel there. Why don't we uh, move on to something
0: that It could be I a w- drag. I'll just say this, it could be a drag to go to jail. Yeah. It could be a big drag.
1: A drag getting dragged out in cuffs because yeah, you would- shared you shared a spicy meme. Um so, yeah. Eh. Ah. <laughs> ah. eh. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Let's <laughs> move on to something it used to be a drag, but Aaron, we're, take, take us into this Crypto Watch segment.
0: So crypto, as you know, if you've listened to the show, if not, uh, we we talk about crypto every week, except for some weeks lately because it's very depressing. And then in the new year, Roet and I made predictions about crypto where overall we were on the same wavelength. I thought, well, we both thought, I think you thought a little later, but I thought it, we it would go up. We thought this mm-hmm. year it would actually go up as the market goes up. And um, they're, they've been fixing some things that were big problems last year, like FDX is giving, uh, what's the crazy guy's name who who's going to jail?
1: Oh, Sam Fried Bankman or something like that That guy. Anyway,
0: yeah. they, they figured out a way he's gone and they figured out a way to reimburse like $5 billion worth of people's money. So I just felt hope and row it. So guess how much, we'll just do Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. guess how much bitcoin has gone up in the last week just since we last recorded
1: i'm not going to cheat and look it up so where well, what was it at last week 19 or something like that
0: it was at uh let me see 20
1: it Was a 20 is it at
0: 23 today you got it it's at 23 hey! today. it's at 23 today in one week so So far, the this I think this month for crypto has been the best month it's had in nine months. I mean, that's a
1: fifteen percent bump in a week like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. So I'm, uh, I just feel that we, you know, people wouldn't say we're, you know, psychic per se, but in this case, like we nailed it so far. Now it could collapse next week, but right now. Crypto is definitely back in the lexicon of things that that are not disasters. And uh, it is not a drag, which is amazing. Like I just I uh, when we made that prediction, I, I really thought like, oh, we could be totally wrong. And like this could be gone. And it's not. It's really coming back. And they fixed some of those huge problems they had. And now I wish I'd bought more.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to ride with what we have and pray the Doge. Actually, let's do a quick Dogecoin check. Oh yeah, what's Dogecoin that at? Bitcoin price. Please be $5. Damn it. <laughs> it's it's 8 cents. But that's uh, a lot
0: better than it was like 5 cents or something, absolutely. right? Absolutely.
1: It was yeah. It was it's it's doing okay. It is doing okay. Um okay. Great. Well, I found hope there because you know, it ho- crypto has been a drag and I really hope that market does recover.
0: So this is great news and um I yeah. I I love I love uh when we're right. So, speaking of right Ah, uh, who was right in our sports update with the playoff predictions?
1: Yeah, I mean I think we need to go back to the tape, and I wish we had the chance to do that right now um from our for round 1 predictions, but now that we're through round 2, I think you know, I'm I think you called it originally, you called a Bengals Niners? Yep. Yep. And I called a Bills Niners. And you are
0: headed in the right direction because the bills got eliminated. Yes. Um, So I get whatever the point thing is that we're doing. I get points. What is it? I I forget each round. You get like a point or two points, whatever it is. I got both of them, right? You got one of them, right? uh, This week, the Niners beat the, um, who, who'd they play? The bill, the, uh, Cowboys. mm -hmm. Um, Pretty easily, in just a weird, boring game, and then the uh, the Bills the, again. Preseason, my prediction were well the Dolphins and Chargers I, every year, and then um, but my outside prediction to win the Super Bowl was uh, was the Bengals. So I even put twenty bucks on it in Vegas. So I feel good right now. I feel like things are going in the right direction. Yeah, uh,
1: I mean. Shit. Regardless, you got the four top offenses left in the NFL all playing each other. So I think there's a pattern there. And you and it's you've these are four absolute powerhouse teams. We'll see if Mahomes can actually play through his high ankle sprain at a high level. Um yeah, but I, I actually know. think, you know, if I was to update my thing,
0: I think it's gonna be Bengals Eagles.
1: Really? Uh, yep.
0: You're even switch you can't I mean you're not allowed to do that. I'm not allowed to switch,
1: but if I'm gonna say realistically, just based on what we've seen over the past, you know, week. Um, I'm thinking I'm switching over to the Eagles and then Eagles over Bengals in the Super Bowl.
0: So I disagree with everything you just said. I think the Eagles, when they have to play a good off uh, good defense, and the Giants' defense was just the Giants' not defense.
1: Insane. No, our, our run defense was terrible. We held the Eagles to 168 passing yards. Yeah, and but the run defense They had three catches. Like, yeah, yeah our, their passing game we held them down, but our running game they scored three touchdowns on us. They ran
0: all over us. But yeah. then. The Niners' run defense is good. The Niners' whole defense is good. So, yeah. can the, will the Eagles... I, I mean, my prediction is that the Eagles, will their offense will struggle mightily against the Niners.
1: That is, I would pray for that. Um, just so we are very clear on this podcast, um, I'm a very much a fuck the Eagles uh, mentality type person. Um, I hate them. I have so many friends that are Eagles fans, and I really, really hope you guys are crying this upcoming weekend.
0: And I will just interject. For one year, I had to be, if you listen to this show, I had to be a New York Giants fan because I lost the bet. So for one year on text chains, on conversations, on this show, I had to say, go Giants. I love Daniel Jones. There were, it was painful. It was, uh, I had to go to therapy for it. It was just a, a brutal experience. The moment the Giants won, uh, lost they did lose <laughs> i got uh, I, I texted rohit <laughs> i texted rohit fuck the giants <laughs> <laughs> it's and true and uh since then look i i just am so glad to be a former giants fan uh for one year of being a giants fan it wasn't very fun and so i'm just i'm glad it's over and i don't i don't like the eagles either so yeah go uh go bengal's uh yeah. Go Niners,
1: then go Bengals.
0: Um, and then yeah. you have something. You have something here that, oh, uh, that yeah. I'm very this, curious the, about.
1: I, don't, I feel kind of hopeless about this because, you know, here's the thing. I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan when it comes to baseball. We don't have a lot of notable fans. We have Tom Clancy. We have Michael Phelps. Um, there's others. There's got to be others. There's um, definitely others. But uh, I think I found our most notorious fan. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently this person has been photographed multiple times wearing an Orioles bucket cap. He is a former Liberian warlord who admitted to being a cannibal. Really? Went by the moniker of general butt naked.
0: (laughs) And all right. I feel a lot of hope already.
1: Yeah. So general butt naked. Um, you know, obviously he's, he's a heinous war criminal. Um, his forces would, um, first of all, his combatants, they would enter the battlefield, not even the battlefield, they would just go to villages, butt naked, but wearing charms um, that were like meant to sort of magic, magic charms. Actually, they were shoes and magic charms that he felt would make his soldiers immune to bullets. Not true. Um, he, they would take crazy psycho, psychoactive drugs, um, they would recruit children. Really? And they were responsible. There was a quarter million people killed in this genocide. Um, and he was one of the big leaders of it. General Butt Naked was <laughs> an absolute monster. Um, and he is possibly our most notorious Baltimore Orioles fan. Um, really? Or our most prominent. So, Aaron, I don't know how to feel hope about that.
0: I think he's... <laughs> Hilarious! I think he's a great fan. <laughs> I wish he was a fan of the Dodgers. That's uh, this guy. Like, even though you hate him, but to just say, "Hey, butt naked, quiet down over there." <laughs> like,
1: I, I mean, I'm scared to say anything about him because you know he had his, his team was his you know child his band of child soldiers was called the Naked Base Commandos. Um,
0: that's funny too. Yeah, like I, I mean, look, it's not about it's not about the person; it's about the fanship. And I don't, I think that's a cool, cool fan to have from a, from a basis of like, you have this wild person who's a terrible human, but what does he like? What is the thing he likes?
1: It's the Orioles. There we yeah. go. Your yeah. team. And, I mean, one of the most iconic, you know, images of him is reported to the New Yorker of bystander uh, after a firefight saw him standing on top of a truck with an assault rifle in one hand and a cement severed genitals in the other. I mean
0: talk about rallying a squad. yeah that, that go in the clubhouse a, with that and that say come on towel. boys, Win the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Oof, anyway, than a rally towel. yeah I think yeah, I think this guy is obviously great for the team. <laughs> and I think uh, you've just gotta you remember it's about looking at the bright side of people. Oh, and the guy's name is Butt Naked (laughs) General Butt Naked General Butt Naked. No, I'm not. Again, I'm not. uh, I I think he's a terrible person. I do not think this man is a good man at all. I do think it's funny he's an Orioles fan. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not it's not a drag to me because I think Uh, it's kind of funny. Also, you have uh, Edward Norton is a uh, yeah Orioles fan. Billy Bob Thornton's an Orioles fan. Pat Sajak. Yeah, you have others. Yeah, there yeah, some heavy hitters there. <laughs> the biggest. All right. It's my topic. I am so excited to talk about this man as my topic. I am so excited. And I'll tell you where I feel hopeless about it. But I currently have a new hero. I have a... There, This is a man who... I'm about people who stick to their convictions. Yeah. And... This man has floored me with his convictions. And but Aaron, and with,
1: before you go further, I thought this topic was supposed to be a drag.
0: We're getting there, Rohit. Okay, we're getting there. Do tell. Do tell. So, so this man, his name is George Santros, congressman from New York State, Queens, I believe. Congressman for the, one of the 435 elected congressmen in the United States uh, House of Representatives. And um, this man has lied about every single thing he has done in his life. So, and again, I'm about conviction. I'm about people who, who, if they're going to go all in, like Andy Kaufman, the comedian from like, you know, he he was all in when he was doing his bits. He took up different, different personalities. He became a wrestler. He did all these weird things. George Santos has up that. He has made Andy Kaufman look like a mere pedestrian with this stuff. So I'm going to go over a few things and then tell you why I feel hope, hopeless. He lied about where he went to high school, not college, high school. He said he went to this place called Horace Mann, but he didn't, and he he actually got a high school equivalency diploma somewhere. never went to Horace Mann in the Bronx, which is, I guess like some good school college. He uh said he went to a bunch of colleges and graduated and then went to NYU where I went, and he never went to NYU. They have no Whoa. records of of George Santos <laughs> ever going to NYU. <laughs> So, like, respect to not former grad uh, George Santos there. Then he talked all about in his campaigns how he worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. Representatives from both companies said (laughs) that they have no records of George Santos ever ever working for either of those companies. So after not getting his MBA, MBA from NYU... He didn't go to those companies to work. I mean, the man is doubling down. So then where did his money come from? He said he had all this money, right? Because he's rich and he's the investors and stuff. And he claimed that he once uh, made, brought in $1 million in six months. However, he was inflating his value because he was some sort of freelancer who sold sponsorships for events and worked on commission. And then he failed at that he said he managed a 1.5 billion fund and bragged about 12 to 26% returns, like very Bernie Madoff here. Um, <laughs> and that year, uh, a customer told Santos that the company's promise that they had a full bank guarantee. Deutsche Bank claims it was a complete fraud and not signed by a bank offer. And he, Santos said it was 100% legitimate. And then he was, uh, there was a Ponzi scheme he was associated with, and uh, and then he, and then uh, what? And then the end. Uh, the disclosures claimed he made three. So he claimed he made three point five to eleven million dollars. None of it is legit. None of it is true. None of it. None of it happened. There's no records. The only thing he he like sold a Rolex and he wrote seven hundred dollars in fraudulent checks. <laughs> this one, now we're getting to the best part. This is the best. And that, this is where the drag starts almost. We're right just about there. He lied about founding an animal charity called Friends of Pets United, saving 2,500 dogs and cats between 2013 and 2018. But there's no social media accounts in the organization, no RIS records, no evidence of the charity being registered. <laughs> it didn't exist. <laughs> He didn't exist. This never existed. He also allegedly swindled the disabled vet whose dog was dying. He got $3,000 from him and he didn't help the dog. And then there's marriage. Marriage. He was gay and straight at the same time. He had a boyfriend and a wife at the same time. This has been proven with pictures. And he was a drag queen.
1: And none of those are actually bad things as probably people. You can be just bad if you,
0: if you lie about them all, right. When you're running for Congress and you're just making things up. And then he, and then one other famous thing that he did is he lied about his mother's death being on nine 11 (laughs) and his mom was not in the towers. She was not there. And, uh, she died about five years ago. (laughs) And so, uh, to me, Oh oh one last one. Last one. Sorry. <laughs> he also said that he was Jewish and that his grandma because the area where he was elected is a, has a lot of Jews and that his grandmother was a Holocaust victim. But his grandmother was not even there. She wasn't even in she was not in in part of the Holocaust. She wasn't a Holocaust victim and uh her, his his parents were lived in Brazil. <laughs>
1: He's like, my grandma died in the Holocaust before my parents were born.
0: Oh, wait, one, there's one more. There's one more. Oh, there's he one said more? he said he lost he lost employees in the pulse night shooting, the pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando a number of years ago. None of the forty nine victims had any contact with George Santos. So uh why is he Oh, it's, there's another <laughs> Santos resume in place she keeps getting more absurd. A Wikipedia bio for a user named Anthony DeVolder claims following a successful drag career he landed roles on Disney Channel shows such as Hannah Montana. After a stint, the Santos bio then states that he hit the big screen with the with some movie with The Invasion, even though Thurman never appeared in that movie. So he said he was in a movie with Uma Thurman that never existed. And he was also in Hannah Montana. <laughs> so, all right. Now we'll we'll just get to yeah, why I love... Why yeah, do I love this man?
1: But why are you hopeless?
0: Okay, I t- I'll tell you why. I do not think that people truly appreciate how incredible this man is. Like what he is doing is one of the funniest things ever to happen in United States politics. It makes Donald Trump look like like a saint, like a priest or like a rabbi. I don't know. He's like some sort of holy figure. George Santos has reached new lows of lying about everything that are just, I think, this is like the biggest coup ever and he's still in congress he's still one of the 435 representatives he is still the one of the people voting he's not going away because they don't want to lose the seat so Kevin (sighs) McCarthy still is vouching for this guy because then they lose their majority of like five people it goes down to four people so I I am upset because why aren't people respecting this man's artwork this was this is a work of art to pull this off is it is it morally right no is he crazy? Yeah, but it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely pure,
1: pure genius. And here's the thing, people aren't appreciating. And that's why I think this, This bring this back down to funding of the arts. Because I think <laughs> yes. what yes. George Santos is, is just, he is not the cause of problems. I think George Santos, this is an amazing art piece that I think, I'm agreeing with you, this is truly showing what a mask off politician is. He, his lies... Are just, they've been exposed, and I think they've been artfully exposed. And it's really, it's performance art. And because we've cut funding to arts in schools, and because we've had, you know, so many politicians that do not value what teachers get paid, do not value proper education, we know where that comes from. They all of a sudden, you know, we have less funding for the arts, we have less funding for the arts, we have less appreciation for performative art. And what George Santos is doing is truly magnificent and beautiful. It's also an expression. of the concept of lived realities. Now, a lived reality means, hey, just because someone, the truth of the world is one thing someone might experience it a different way and that is their lived reality and people are treating that as real realities. And I think that, you know, that's a very modern way to approach the world um, where it's not about yeah. what's actually the truth, Thank it's about you. what's your own truth, being being the truth. And that's what George Santos is doing. He's teaching us about lived realities. He's teaching us about the art form of expression. Yes. He's just showing us just what a real politician is and what they do and he needs credit for this. And I think that we are, he's one of the greatest artists of our time. Of our time. And Ever, it's it's so sad that the lack of arts education in this country yes. is n- preventing everybody from recognizing that.
0: Rowett, what you what you just said was poetry. I I could not, <clears throat> excuse me, I could not agree more with everything you just said. This, the the cutting, they should not have cut the funding of the arts, and this is the reason. And this shows that we are in a time in society where we need to appreciate the arts more than ever because man just appreciate George Santos for who he is and on top of this i believe he, the district that he's in is like where forest hills is and stuff like east hills that whole part of queens that's like rich affluent how they didn't figure this out is unbelievable like how do you not figure out this guy and they didn't figure it out this isn't like you know this yeah. is affluent people who should know so i feel hope i character. appreciate what you yeah. said thank you for giving me hope for that this is just a, a artful exposure of of uh, idiocy and yeah i uh That's... You know, to George Santos, even though I basically disagree with everything you stand for and all that you are and you're a pretty terrible human. I also respect the hell out of what you pulled off.
1: Yeah, I want him to get the Cecil B. DeMille Award at next year's
0: Oscars. <laughs> and, uh, the, and the Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. And yes. Uh, hey, by all means, become the next president. That would be funny. Yeah. We,
1: we, Aaron and I, are team George
0: Santos team here. George Santos. <laughs> 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 we love him. I mean, what a guy. Uh, Thank you, George. And George, if you're listening, if you're listening, we would love to have you on this show and you can say whatever the hell you want. (laughs) (laughs) Anything. We believe you. We believe you. (laughs) Whatever you say is true. (laughs) You don't know fact checking here. Just say it. Fact checking is fascist. Yeah. Just I believe Santos. We should start shirts. Yeah. I believe Santos. And then on the back, it says The Hopeless Show. I think just
1: take the Ted Lasso believe signage and just put it on Santos shirts, and
0: like do the Shepherd Fairy face of Santos. Oh yeah, but in drag. Yes. Oh, Oh. Oh. so well. Moving on, we have a couple more segments before we are done with the show, but they're good ones. Trust me, it's (laughs) still going to be a drag. So we have two hopeless TVs where we dive into uh, what's what's going on in TV and media that is making us feel hopeless, and row it. So White Lotus, I have watched the first two episodes of the second season after being highly disappointed with the ending of season one. Uh Uh-huh. And? So far, but maybe it's because of season one pissing me off so much at the end. Um, I just hate it. So far, I'm not... I, I just hate everyone. I hate all these people. Like... There's not one person where I'm like, oh, they seem like they might be cool. They all seem shady. They're all entitled. Yes, it's a parody of that kind of person, which I guess I kind of like. But, like, man, I just hate these people. The the only guy that, like, I like, but it's because I like the actor, is F. Murray Abraham. Oh, he's awesome. Because he's been great in so many movies for so long. And um, I loved him in Finding Forrester. And in uh, what's the, the Amadeus, he like won the Oscar for that, like great actor. And I just think he's funny. Like, I think he really is funny, but like, he's, yeah. but I hate these people. And like the couples, the young couples that are just like, Oh God, dude, I love, but Daphne I've only seen two episodes. What, I've only seen two episodes,
1: but what's, what's the, the, the dude, like this is the really good looking couple, uh, Daphne and, um, the guy with the cool shirts. Um, I call
0: him punchable face and dumb chick. Oh, no. Dude, they are amazing. Well, maybe I haven't gotten there. Maybe I, I mean, haven't gotten first, there.
1: I was like, that, I mean, he's such a lovable douchebag. I love him so much. He's so
0: great. All right. I mean, I don't feel yeah, that way. But. Oh, he's the best.
1: I was talking to my brother about him. We're, like, we're both like, he is the man.
0: Well, let's see what happens. I'm curious yeah. what happens. <laughs> But I, uh, so far, everyone loves this show. I'm going to finish it. I want to finish it quick because it's well-made. So it's one of those shows that might piss me off again because it's so well done that you can't stop watching it because you're still curious what's going to happen. Like good soap opera kind of that storytelling where they cliffhanger, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I feel hopeless so far because I hate everyone. And my hope is that season three is just they all die. And then the rest of it is like... Everyone else cheering that they're dead. I
1: uh, and yeah, I don't know if that's going to be the outcome. Um, but I got to say that 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 intro song slaps. It's a good intro it, song. Yeah, it
0: is a good intro song, and there are some funny moments. I laugh sometimes at the absurdity mm-hmm. of it. But
1: yeah, we'll see. And and I was yeah, we were. I was at this. The bar this weekend watching the Giants game with you know big Giants bar big fans and obviously we got blown out but there was one moment in the third quarter where uh this girl that was sitting at the table next to us she started going Ooh, <laughs> and then the guy in front of her started doing that and then I joined it and then all of a sudden a big chunk of the bar was going really just like doing the white lotus song and then the Giants scored a touchdown um
0: so which is the only one they scored the only one they scored um So yeah,
1: so it worked And that's why I like the show The second thing before we start wrapping up
0: the show Yeah, that's uh, crazy though um,
1: Was uh, The Last of Us Which just had its second episode air This past Sunday On HBO Um, It's got 100 on Rotten Tomatoes
0: Quick Um, shout out, a friend of mine is in it Graham Green Uh, So shout out to him, I don't know, I haven't seen it yet So I don't know when he's in it or how much But he's definitely in it, at least a bit Because I know he told me he went to film it so just That's shout amazing. out to uh, anyone, actually should have him on this show, but anyone that uh, that is, uh, yeah, friends of the shows, are, uh, we support. So before That's you get great. into the hopelessness of it, just shout out to uh, everyone should go watch, support Graham. Yeah.
1: So the show was directed by the same guy that did Chernobyl, which was an excellent show. Oh, that was amazing. Show. It was amazing. And it is the craft here is literally 10 out of 10 the acting is incredible the casting is amazing the world building is fantastic and it's almost like it's almost perfect storytelling and i think the, the point that makes me hopeless is like you know there's it's based off a video game and people i think i wonder if they might not give it a shot because it's oh it's a video game show um Despite the ratings, despite just the casting, I'm really hoping that it hits the success. I have because this is this is an incredible
0: show. Um, so you think I'd, I, I'm going to watch it because of it's grand? Yeah, but I, it, uh, I, you, you're right. So I'm going to give you your your hopelessness as correct. Um, when I saw that it was based on that video game, I was like, oh, is "This g-? it did it did have a negative connotation t- yep. for me." I didn't really want a video game show like fine, but I don't, you know, over, I'm excited for the Mario brothers movie, but I don't need another one of these, but it is get, all right. So everyone give it a chance. Don't look at it's, it's the material it's based on. Think of it that it's, it's based on it, but it's a new show that has a new point of view. That's very cool. Is that Um, what you'd say?
1: Yeah, it is. It's just really, really, really strong. Um, and but you're so, right.
0: I think some people won't watch because it's based on a video game. Um, but the so hundred percent is pretty amazing.
1: Hopefully, people do. So
0: it's I guess it's hoping sixty time. Yeah,
1: it's hoping sixty. Oh, but um, but
0: sorry to bring it back. It is a drag that you have uh, have that feeling in your heart about this I just, show
1: because I want a season two and I want. I think this 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 could be HBO's next great high budget show in a post West World post Game of Thrones world. Um, this like, is it. Yeah, this is it. Because they always need a big fantasy show, right? Um, and those are the past two. Um, so you've got Succession on in one season, and then this show on in the other, and White Lotus maybe in third. Those three are rotating. Like goodness, that's some great TV. Great TV and uh, big
0: shout to HBO, even though uh, White Lotus is on Netflix. But yeah. <laughs> 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 no, White Lotus is HBO. Is it? I thought yeah, it was dude. on Netflix. Nope. What am I watching right? Now? I'm, I watched it last night. One sec. Are you looking it's it HBO. up?
1: No, because I know for a fact it's HBO, brother.
0: So I. So this whole time that I thought it was a big Netflix hit. <laughs> no. no And I'm no, on it no. This is how these streamers are so stupid And then we'll move on But I was This is how much they just all blend to me As the same thing <laughs> I thought I was on HBO, On Netflix last night And I was watching Netflix show And the night before When I watched the first episode I thought I was watching Netflix And I've been watching HBO. Whatever Let's go on Hopeless <laughs> <to> it 60 <laughs> Now I feel yeah. Like uh, Yeah So You have uh, something Hope it's sixty yeah. seconds. We're bringing you hope All in right, sixty let's, seconds. Let's
1: start the timer. Um, this one I'm going to give you a lot of answer, a lot of time to answer because this is absolutely frustrating the hell out of me, and I'm going to go starting now. Okay, so this uh, last week the U.S. government funded a new food pyramid, um, and that new food pyramid has a chart that that ranks food, and right now it has Lucky Charms ranked ahead of beef of ground beef. It says Lucky Charms is healthier than whole wheat bread. It's healthier than a boiled egg. It's healthier than non-fat mozzarella cheese, ground beef, cheddar cheese, almond M&Ms. Um, what the hell is happening with the government that once also decided that pizza was a vegetable? Bring hope, please.
0: I have tons of hope. I can't eat most of the other things, <laughs> but I love Lucky Charms. And when I do eat them, I'm always happy. I tried not to ever have them because then I eat them in like one night. But I this is great. Thank you, government. Uh, for, for lifting Lucky Charms up to where they need to be. I can't even eat ground beef, so good. Show people what really matters Lucky Charms with the most marshmallows possible.
1: Okay, so the hope comes from this, must have been that I guess the government is now introducing personalized. Remember, I have a government um, food job. Pyramids. I have a government yeah, you a government a job. side
0: job. So I, uh, Uh, Maybe I had influence on this pyramid. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, we really have this week, actually. Great.
1: So, yes, congratulations on government employees getting the being able to impact the food (laughs) chart for the rest of this country. Yes. So, parents, if you are trying to keep your kids healthy, know that yeah, that Lucky Charms are literally ranked exactly the same as a whole whole bread, and just one point behind skinless chicken breast um, because. God knows what the hell happened here, but apparently the terms are healthy now. Um, so, yes, a fatter America means an America more re- re- reliant upon pharmaceutical uh, and the medicine industry. And it's great.
0: Well, Excellent. because of the hope that I feel from this, uh, remind me, maybe next episode I'll talk a little about this government stuff because it is interesting on this thing. This, uh, so I'll, I'll bring it to the uh, what I can to the listeners next week. Yeah.
1: At least we got a food pyramid that works for Aaron. So there's it the hope works
0: there. for me. Uh, all right,
1: Aaron. Is this next topic is that mine or yours? That I wrote that. I think I did that, right? Yeah, but I have yes, I yes. have the
0: last one. Yes, great, great, great.
1: So this one. All right, the timer started again. Um, this my hopelessness comes from that. This is the third year that Just Like Heaven Festival is going to be happening this year, and you've got a truly incredible lineup. Um, oh, and I know where this is going. Aaron is going to be out of town and can't go um, and have a great time witnessing. Bands like Yeah Yeah Yeah's, MGMT, Future Islands, The Bravery, Starfucker, um, The Faint, The Sounds, Empire of the Sun. Hope.
0: My only hope I can give you because I feel really, really sad that I have to go to my—I have to be out of town. But uh, I'm—my hope is there are other—there's this other festival that's coming up soon— that ha- where I think we can go for a day to make up for the the sadness of what you're talking about, because we want to, br- and it's all for the the show, because this is a big drag that I'm not able to go. But we have to bring a good festival experience this uh, spring to the show, so we will. I
1: think I think that is a little bit of hope. the The hard part is, is I think that festival is one week before this one, so I don't know how hard I can festival two weekends in a row, and it's also Ina's birthday. Um, I know where we're partying. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah so maybe it's potential hope because you know it's it's it could be a great time but yeah the lineup is
0: i know it's i buckers. love all those people i love yeah. the aas yeah, yeah, i've seen the aas yeah, with you um that's right yeah so all right i have one more and then we just have a submission and we're done oh yeah i have one timer. and when you're ready go so this is about with tiktok and I've, i'm into tiktok more and more and can follow me on the air and wolf on tiktok and I, then I read this, TikTok has a button that can make anyone go viral. It's a mind boggling secret users must know. So this, and I, I don't quite understand how that part works with this button, but it's like mind numbingly stupid that there's some button somewhere where you can just make someone go viral and be a TikTok star. I felt so hopeless because I just want to know this and then everyone can see my brilliant videos. So give me hope. Uh, what button is this? It's called heating, and it's a manual button which staff can push. Oh, it's so it's only staff.
1: Oh, staff side. Got it. Got it. Oh, so yeah, they do control our destinies with the with the with a push of a button. That's it. Um, that is actually quite scary. Isn't it bad? Um, yeah, it's it's, it's especially because they haven't picked us. Um, yeah, it's a drag because they haven't picked us. But I'd say the hope comes here.
0: Um, I mean, this is social engineering at its finest. It's, it's guiding um, us to who we should and shouldn't like, not based on any personal merit or anything that has to do with anything yeah. beyond probably brand advertising, right?
1: Well, at least on this makes, I think the hope here is this makes a plot, a very interesting plot for a movie. Um, oh. Someone became, became famous with the push of a button.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: That could be a really cool story.
0: There's a little hope there.
1: Yeah. And just as quickly as you gained your fame, Another button push took it away.
0: And, okay. Yeah, okay. I, would la- I want that button. And I want to eliminate yeah. people. It's like uh, Squid Game. Oh, yeah. I want to Squid Game yes. people's accounts. Yes. And uh,
1: So, I mean, we could write something really interesting with that.
0: All right. So, we'll make a movie about it. Everyone go watch it. And now we just have a submission and we're done. Which is sad. Because the show has come to an end. We will bring you another show next week. Love you all. Here's the submission, it. I will give it to you for how to respond. This is from Mark Leonard from kansas he wrote to me you can't act and your movies suck go ahead and march over a cliff well <laughs> so bro and by the way let me as i always do uh, mark leonard from kansas kansas city thank you so much for your response for your submission we appreciate all our all our submissions from all our listeners so thank you
1: Yeah, that was really sweet for you to write in, you know. We're glad that you're thinking of us. Um, And, yeah, I think the hard part, Mark, with responding to your submission is that while we are a coastal city and there are some mountains, it's actually not a lot of, like, cliffs per se. I guess you go, you could probably find some of them along some trails, like, around, like, Eagle Rock. But, like, the hard part is like, if you were to go walk off a cliff, then you have to like rely on public services to like scrape you off. And we're just, and that causes carbon emissions. It also, <laughs> so I just think that Mark, appreciate your suggestion. Um, but for Aaron, maybe next, maybe come to someone that's a little bit more environmentally friendly. <laughs>
0: So there you have it. <laughs> this is Roet Excellent. Very eloquent response uh, to Mark Leonard's really eloquent submission. And uh, until next time, I'm Aaron Wolf. He's The Thawani. And we, uh, have this show and uh look i survived another week because of the the cliff problem that we have (laughs) yes
1: yeah this is it's a big it's a big issue we run into quite often um so but yes don't forget to subscribe to us and rate us and tell your friends if you enjoy this so that way we can bring more hope and thank you for listening
0: it's this has not been a drag this episode no it's not been a drag not at all All stay hopeful seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless show, with every and Roe hit woe. It's a hopeless show, with every and Roe hit woe.